Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Hormone Helper Podcast. I'm Coach Andrew, your hormone helper from Fit for All Fitness. I personally coach over 1,600 men and women to help better understand their hormones so they can lose weight and get their metabolism back on track. With this podcast, you're going to hear from me and my special guests about everything from metabolism to thyroid to weight loss. And we even talk a little bit of sexy time as we chat to spread more knowledge thick like butter on your hormones. If you're ready to learn, I'm ready to share. So let's do this. And welcome back to the five day challenge mini series where our goal is to sleep, rest and recover your way back to a healthy hormone panel. Last episode of the challenge, we talked about reducing stressors so you weren't having anxiety issues while burning through your hormone cortisol all at the same time. So we discussed physical, mental and emotional stressors what they are, and then we gave tips on what could be done to reduce them. So today we are going to be working our way down to our body for a very important and neglected part of our system, and that is our digestive system. The way we eat and process foods can tell us a lot about our digestive and our hormonal systems, but not enough people are willing to take a good long look at how their poop looks and what it smells like crazy, right? Now, don't worry. None of you listening will be touching poop today. And also, please, please don't send me or your doctor a bag of your poops or or pics of your poop to make sure it's okay. No joke. The amount of strange pictures that I get literally blow my mind. And the crazy thing is they're not even from clients. Sometimes random people just send me messages and they're like, is this normal to you? I'm like, please. Okay. So maybe I'll make an episode solely based on the strange things I get sent. (laughs) But for now, it's going to be just no poop sending to me. Uh, Now that I think about it, why don't I call it like close coaching encounters, like that animal show, like close (laughs) coaching encounters with Andrew, where I just talk about all the pictures and the weird stuff (laughs) I get. (laughs) I think it's a great idea. It's, I find it's funny because like when I'm working with our clients through our hormone reboot program, some people try to be proactive and they ask me, you know, what do I need to do? Do I need to start measuring and taking pictures? What do I need to give you? And I have to say, while I am a thorough coach, I do not ask for that stuff. I do not ask for bags of poops or anything like that. So please, we tend to tend to ask for things like a set of blood work, the last physical results, or even the latch dust test that you've done if you did it with a naturopath or dietitian. Uh, tests like these can help me see essentially where your hormones start and allow us to make adjustments to the nutrients needed. So then that way we can fast track your hormones naturally. So that is what I ask for, no poops. But getting back to digestion. So your stomach is the key to stable hormones and a fast metabolism as its role and sole responsibility is to break down and digest the high quality nutrients required to make those hormones run. These nutrients, they're called micronutrients. Unlike their big brother, the macronutrient, a micronutrient is vitamins and minerals. So essentially there's 13 essential ones that your body has to intake every day in the proper amounts in order for your body to repair cells and still have building blocks to provide the creation for new hormones. These vitamins and minerals, they come in two forms. Number one is water soluble and number two is fat soluble. So water soluble, you guessed it, comes from water. So there are certain nutrients that we cannot get from food, which is why staying hydrated is so important. We get all of these specific minerals 
from water. So the type of water that we drink, whether it's iodized, whether it's the K2 water, there's tons of different types of water, although people don't realize it, but water soluble vitamins, very important. And then number two is fat soluble vitamins. So these essentially come from food. So from healthy fats, from the proteins that we eat and from the vegetables that we consume that break down. And then all of the digestive juices that are in there essentially latch onto those vitamins that are needed, and then they bring them in. So example of vitamins, so iron, magnesium, potassium, vitamin K, vitamin C, vitamin D, your B vitamins, those are essentially the 13 main ones. And then you have minerals that are with that as well, too. So your body's digestion, it needs to be able to process and intake both vitamins and minerals, or you end up developing what we call is a deficiency. So a good example of a deficiency is women with iron. So women regularly lose iron through their cycle phase. That's what the bleeding is. And if they're not intaking enough iron in their diet, then they end up becoming short. And that results in some not good side effects like chronic fatigue, like muscle weakness, like the weakening of bones. So they have to make sure they're intaking that high enough iron. So then that way that doesn't happen. Now, when it comes to digesting food, our stomachs, they're actually only 70% efficient at best. And that's why what's left comes out the other end is waste, right? This is what comes out as poop at the end, the other 30% that we don't digest. So because of this, it's important to take in the right amount of these micronutrients or the body's going to end up shorting itself later. Now, many of the clients who start to work with us, as well as the family members I have and the people I speak with, they tend to all suffer with digestive problems, but they end up taking it as normal. Digestive issues are not normal. They are common. And yes, there is a difference. Normal suggests that their stomach's natural and best function is one way. And common refers to it being an issue that they're facing currently with your health. It is not normal to have digestive issues. It is common to have digestive issues. It's not normal to have a cramp in your leg. It's common to have a cramp in your leg. There are two differences between normal and common. So please do not normalize your symptoms or your issues. And if your doctor's normalizing it, you need to find somebody better who's actually going to work through them. So let's talk about some of the common issues that might occur when having digestive struggles. First one of our on our list is going to be IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome. This is a lovely way of your doctor telling you that they don't know what's wrong with your stomach. They're like, hey, you have IBS. You've got all of these symptoms. IBS is essentially what happens when the stomach becomes so irritated that no matter what you eat or what it moves, you start exhibiting issues. Bloating. So bloating can happen in two ways. There can be hormonal bloating or there can be mechanical bloating. So hormonal bloating results from the hormone estrogen. So when estrogen sits in the stomach, it starts distending because it has nowhere to go. And then you end up hurting or having a lot of abdominal pain, as well as your stomach ends up pushing outwards. Now, mechanical bloating is a result of slow digestion. So let's say somebody eats a bunch of food and that food's not being properly digested. It ends up fermenting, kind of like wine ferments in a cask, and all those bubbles have nowhere to go, so your stomach pushes out. Bloating is also a common symptom. Constipation. When we talk about constipation, it's not just a hard stool, but your stool frequency. So passing one stool 
or passing stool only one time a day, that's not normal. You need to be going three times a day minimum. And a lot of people are like, whoa, three times a day is a lot. Yeah, well, if you're eating three meals a day, you should be going to the washroom three times a day. Oh, crazy, isn't it? I know. Three meals is three stools. But what happens if it's only one time a day? Or like some people, what's only one time per week? That's really scary. That means that there's something wrong with your digestive system. And that's something wrong with your metabolism because it's so slow. Things like frequent acid reflux or indigestion. If the acid in your stomach is coming up into your throat, it's probably because you have a digestive issue. And that's something that you need to take a look at as that acid can start to burn in your stomach lining itself and can actually start to burn in your throat. And having to strain to get your stool out. So if you have to force yourself to go to the washroom and you're sitting in the washroom for an hour to an hour and a half, that's also a big issue. You should not have to strain to get your stool out. It should pass naturally, calmly, preferably while you're reading a book. It should be very quick and it should be quick to leave. Because if it's hard to leave, it probably means your body hasn't digested the stuff that's in there yet. And that means that there's something wrong with your digestive system. Last one that I'm going to talk about is essentially oily or undigested food. Actually, no, there's going to be two. Sorry. Ha. Tricked you. Ha. Uh, oily or undigested food is another one where essentially if you're finding that there's leftover bits of surprise in your poop uh, that is not undigested, if you can tell what you've eaten uh, in your stool, then your body might have a digestive issue. And the last one is essentially food intolerances. So intolerance to gluten, intolerance to wheat, intolerance to dairy, intolerance to specific vegetables, normally cruciferous ones like broccoli, cauliflower, kale, all of these types of things. If your stomach is very weak or has very poor digestion, you're going to develop a food intolerance in which your stomach will actually fight the food instead of digesting the food. So all of these issues can point to a few directions that may indicate, indicate that your hormones are off and that your digestive system is off. Now, one incredibly reactive hormone that is reactive to the stomach is estrogen. That's because essentially estrogen lives and builds inside the stomach lining. It's not supposed to, but a lot of the estrogen for females is built in through the ovaries and for men is regulated through the rest of their body. But the stomach is actually kind of like the in-between in which some of those raw nutrients get to go out. Now, we eat a lot of estrogenic foods and we intake a lot of preservatives that are high in estrogen. So what ends up happening is, is estrogen kind of sits and lives in your stomach and it starts blocking the receptors that you use to digest food. So if your stomach is super bloated all the time and it's cramped all the time and your cycle is very inconsistent, then it could be because there's a lot of estrogen that's living in your stomach, which is what the main cause is of hormonal bloating. Ladies, keep that into check. But estrogen is essentially the enemy of the stomach and we don't want it to live there because it has another place to live so now that we know how important your digestive system is 
let's set four action steps to help create a healthier gut balance and better metabolism for your body. We're going to start with number one. I want you to stop the calorie reduction and instead we are going for the calorie refeed. Chronically shorting your body of calories, chronically shorting your body of nutrients means that you are not providing the raw building blocks needed in your food to actually be able to set your hormones straight. So what ends up happening is, is if you are in a calorie reduction or a diet restriction for too long, you end up hurting your hormonal panel, which is why the weight tends to climb up. So the weight increasing is a response to your calorie reduction. So what we're going to do instead is we're going to go for the refeed. So what I want you to do is I want you to spend the next week to increase your calorie intake by 15 to 20%. Don't just increase it by 15 to 20% junk food. Please no. Whole organic foods. Make sure that you have leafy vegetables that are really dark green, dark red, dark yellow, very vibrant in color. Those tend to have a lot of great nutrients that come in them. And by increasing your intake, you're going to allow the body to replenish some of those nutrients that you've been deficient of if you've been in a calorie reduction for a really long time. Number two, we are going to implement more zinc-based foods in your diet because zinc helps counter high estrogen by attacking the estrogen. So zinc is kind of a natural turnoff for those estrogen hormones that are floating around. So the higher someone's diet is in zinc, then essentially the less overall estrogen they have to be able to use. So what are some foods that we can implement with zinc? Broccoli is great and nuts are great. So cashews, walnuts, pecans or pecans you people who call them pecans Ugh, they're pecans all right we're gonna get fancy with this stuff brazil nuts and almonds so nuts are the best for high amounts of zinc or cruciferous vegetables which are called uh, which are the vegetables that are in like clover form are going to be broccoli and cauliflower by implementing more portions of those through your diet you're going to be able to increase your zinc amount and that's going to help counteract the high estrogen now i will say this as a as a disclaimer if you're someone who doesn't have a gallbladder then implementing more fat into your diet is not a good idea Otherwise, everybody else, you're totally good with number two. Number three, you're going to remove your typical inflammatory foods. If your stomach is already having a high, hard time digesting, you do not want to put even more foods in it that's going to cause more of an issue. So what are the typical inflammatory foods? Gluten, anything gluten and wheat-based, remove it. It's not that gluten and wheat are bad for you. It's that they're really hard to digest for the stomach. So if your stomach is already having issues, take it out. Dairy, the same thing. I pull wheat, gluten, and dairy from all of our clients' diets at the beginning anyways because it removes 90% of the inflammatory triggers. And the last thing is sugar. Refined sugar is also an inflammatory because the body attacks it. It doesn't use it for energy. So gluten, wheat, dairy, and sugar, remove those because they're typically inflammatory foods. And then as your stomach starts to get better, you can add them in one at a time. I'll put the dairy in. How are you feeling? I'll put the gluten in. How are you feeling? And that'll be able to move the needle forward from your digestive tract. 
Number four and our final one here, I want you to watch the added preservatives in your food. Added preservatives have high amounts of estrogen. There are two preservatives that people use. They either use salt as a preservative because salting something makes it last longer, or they will use fat as a preservative. Now, the fat that they use is basically a chemically created fat that we create as people that is not digestible. And that chemically created fat, guess what? It's obscenely high in estrogen. So what I encourage everyone to do is only buy bagged or fresh foods. Make sure that the ingredients on what you're buying is no more than four ingredients. So if you're going to buy a, a bag of broccoli, the ingredients should just be broccoli. It shouldn't be preservative, preservative, broccoli, and thing, because that means you're getting less of that. So buy only bagged or fresh foods as the pesticides are lower, and that is going to be safer for you. So we have all four of the tips that we've just gone through. It's stop the calorie reduction. We're going for the refeed, implementing those more zinc-based foods, removing the typical inflammatory foods, the gluten, the dairy, the sugar, and the wheat, and then watching the added preservatives and what you buy and buying only bagged or fresh foods. So that is all for improving your digestion. Hopefully your stomach starts to feel a little bit better. And by hope, I don't actually mean we're going to will something into making changes. I mean hope by I hope that you apply these things so then you can actually start to see some results. Remember as well, too, we have the last day of our five-day challenge as our next video. So make sure you tune into that. And then that way you can see our special surprise that we have in store for all of you listeners. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast and we will catch you on the next episode. Well, it seems I'm all out of info juice for today. That's all for this episode. And thank you so much for listening. Please leave a raving review for me if you've learned something good and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now, if you're in the mood for some more great content and tools to get your hormones on track, why not check out our free Facebook group and the blog on our site. We do amazing weekly trainings in our group that me and my wife call Tea and Teachings that give good tips for anything hormones and metabolism related. It's also a great community where you get to share your goals and success with like-minded people just like you. I'll make sure to drop both the Facebook group link and the blog link in the show notes for you. Um, or if you're ambitious like me, the name of the group is Weight Loss and Balanced Hormones. Uh, it'll say Fit for All beside it with a picture of me. So come and join us and have more fun.